Hello and welcome to VetCast. I'm Kat Wilkinson and this is the podcast for busy practitioners who want to learn whilst on the go. Um, today's episode is nine top tips for better indirect ophthalmology. Um, I've picked this today because whilst I'm a general practitioner, I certainly have a particular interest in eyes. I like uh, looking into them and finding out more about what's going on with my patient. Um, and so today I thought I'd share um, about indirect ophthalmology, which was something I didn't learn until much, much later in um, my career, having spent several years of just being terrified of, of looking in, in eyes. It was only when I actually went to um, on courses to try to correct my lack of knowledge that suddenly I realised this this wasn't so hard and I'm actually it's really quite fun and it's it was a revolution for me um, in order to learn how to use the indirect technique in order to see the fundus um, and I thought that was a, a great thing to to share with everyone so um broadly I've kind of divided today's top tips into um three areas one making sure that we're set up properly um two how to fine tune the technique a little better um and then three just some general tips on on how to get the best um image there in our our patient so first of all set up um you can do this on every patient that walks in through the door but there's no doubt about it having a dilated pupil makes a a massive difference to the ease of this technique so um particularly in the patients where you really need to get a good view having the time to um dilate those pupils makes a massive difference so first of all using um either tropicamide or atropine um you can get the little minims um single use um and you really need to uh, to do this when you want to see properly. Um, Tropicamide's the the one of choice for the majority of people. Um, in cats, it will work within about fifteen minutes. Dogs, it will work within about thirty minutes. Um, it may take a little bit longer if your pupil is myotic, if you've got you know uveitis or something like that um, going on. The advantage of tropicamide is that it tends to only last ten twelve hours, whilst um, atropine can can last quite a long time over several days um, there so tropicamide is the one of choice the effectiveness of it can improve if you put another drop in about five minutes after the first so um, that's one top tip to to help you there um, what I often do if I need to look at it is pop the tropicamide into the eye um, then see my next client and then go back to um, the eye case and most clients are happy to sit for that 15-30 minutes whilst it works if they feel that you really need to have a look at the back of the eye. Um, several things just to be a little bit careful of, make sure there's no signs of glaucoma, make sure there's no posterior lens luxation um, before going ahead. They're the main contraindications to dilating that pupil properly. Secondly, get familiar with the indirect lens that you're using um the first two clinics that i worked at there was i don't even think the practice owned an indirect lens um but don't let that 
put you off, even if you're a, um, an assistant and don't want to be spending large amounts of money on um, equipment, you can get cheap and effective plastic lenses um, for only a few pounds, I think 10, 20 pounds or so. Um, and actually it can be really worthwhile because it can um, greatly improve your satisfaction in ophthalmology if you can actually see what's going on. Um, they The lenses ranges in diopters um so it goes from 10 to 14 right up to you can get 90 diopter lenses um with a higher diopter lens so like a 90 diopter lens um you'll get a wild sorry a wider field of view um and you can use them um through a narrow lens but they are harder to use it the technique is is difficult to to get uh, behind um, so they also those ones give a very wide field whereas the lower diopter lenses like your 14 diopter lens have a greater magnification um, there those lower diopter lenses also help pick out the um, the depth side of things better but that's only actually of relevance if you're using a binocular uh, light coming in and for the majority of first opinion practitioners you'll be using a monocular technique and I'll talk a bit more about that later so for the majority of people that's not such an important thing. Um, Volk do a um, pan retinal lens which some of you may have heard of before. Um, that one is a really really interesting lens and it's the one I um, have for general use in in practice because that um, is a combination lens. Um, it provides the the wide field of view that a 30 diopter lens has, um, but provides the magnification that a 20 diopter lens has. Um, so that can be a really, really good um, lens, and that's about £130, £140 to, to buy. So again, not huge sums of money, um, and and can be really useful to have. Thirdly, um, is about making sure that you've got a decent light going into that eye. Um, you need a bright light in order to be able to to see the um, the fundus with this technique. Um, and so having a bright light and a dark room can be really helpful. As you get more familiar with it, having a a slightly less bright light can work um, and certainly your patients can accept it a little bit better but certainly when you're learning that technique the brighter the better. Um, now you'll see ophthalmologists they'll use a um, mains coaxial binocular um, lights in order to see it um, but you don't need to use that. The advantage of that is you um, it's much easier technique there um they will be able to see things in 3d whereas with the monocular technique you won't be able to do that however as i say don't let that put you off um you just need to find any type of bright light now again when you read the textbooks they'll always talk about a finhoff transilluminator um to do that but a very good quality pen torch um an otoscope, the light from the otoscope, or even your um, direct ophthalmoscope can be enough, or even um, 
your iPhone. The the torch from your iPhone is plenty bright enough to be using it. Owner sometimes thinks you're a little bit mad when you're using your iPhone for this sort of thing, but it doesn't need to be fancy. Um, there's a tendency to think that ophthalmology needs to have a lot of money spent on um, equipment, and it doesn't. You just need to understand the techniques that um, that you're using and, and why. So then talking about the, the technique um, here, first of all, get good restraint of your patient. Um, if you're going to be doing this technique with um, a monocular technique, you're going to need to bring the light up next to your eye and have the lens in your other hand, which means you need to have an assistant just keeping the patient steady. Um, they don't need to keep the patient perfectly still. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you can move around with the, the patient and some animals really dislike having their muzzle held tightly. But if they can keep the, the patient roughly steady, it makes a massive difference um, for you. The easiest way with that is having someone um, sitting or standing behind the, the patient um, so that they can't go backwards and having a hand gently under their chin. And even many owners can be um, quickly trained on, on doing this in the consultation room. So you don't even need to go out to go and get the nurse um, to help you. Secondly, next step is to, um, to take that bright light and bring it up right next to your eye, as close to your eye as you can and you need to be at arm's distance away from the, the patient and you want to move yourself and the light together as one until you can see the tapetal reflex. You need to have perfect vision down that visual access until you can see the tapetal reflex and that's when you know that you and the light by your eye is in position. And thirdly, that's when you look at placing the lens in front of the eye. And it's only once you've got that tapetal reflex that you think about placing the lens in front of the eye. You aim to start about two, three centimetres away from um, the patient's eye. Again, keeping that lens in line with the visual access. And suddenly you'll get a glimpse of uh, the fundus filling the lens there often to start with it's only a very small amount um, and you need to just gradually move that lens away from the patient's eye until you get that fundus completely in view in your lens and that just takes a little bit of technique um, a little bit of practice sorry um, if that lens isn't in line with that visual access if it's tilting one way or the other again you'll find it very very difficult to to get a, a view but if you think of it just being a straight line right through from the fundus through the lens through the patient's lens straight up to your own eye and your own um bright light your torch um that's when you will see the tapetal reflex and then your indirect lens comes in across that area and um, that's when you will get the magnified view of um, of the back of the eye. 
Now the advantage with indirect lenses is that you get a really nice wide field of view so it's um, lovely to, to see the back of the, the eye. Um, so then just general tips on how you can get a really really good image and I think the most important thing I can give you as a, as a tip is just thinking of alignment, alignment, alignment. Every time you can't get an image and you're getting frustrated, just think about what it is that you, what, how can you be out of line here. You want to see all the way down that visual access, that bright light, the torch, be it the Finhoff, the iPhone, whatever you're using in order to provide the, the light for your indirect technique needs to be right up next to your own eye. Then your hand is down by the um, patient with the lens um, in front of the patient's eye. And again, your indirect lens needs to be along that visual axis and perpendicular to it so that um, it will magnify the view um, coming out from the, the fundus. Then secondly... Um, you may be aware already, but the um, the indirect technique is obviously completely different from the direct technique in that the image that you are seeing is um, both upside down and back to front. Um, at first, that can take a little bit of time to get your head around, um, particularly when you're first using it. Um, but very quickly, your head starts to um, to adjust for this. Um, but when you want to see a lesion in, in more detail, one of the things to be aware of is that you have to go in completely the opposite direction as if you were, than if you were using the direct ophthalmoscope. So, for example, um, if you want to see a lesion that is on the, the right-hand side, um, you need to move your whole head and alignment towards the right in order to bring that into um, a better, more central field of, of view. Um, similarly, if you want to look at the, um, the area that appears to be towards the top, you want to move yourself and the whole alignment up a little in order to see that lesion better. And with practice, that becomes second nature. Um, but to start with, it can be very frustrating. It goes against your instinctive feel of, of how to do it. Um, and then finally, my main tip for, for indirect is just genuinely to practice. Practice, practice, practice. Um, nothing replaces this. Um, if you have a look through the indirect and the direct um, it will help you to kind of correlate the two images that you're seeing there and start to get used to the differences between it um, but even if you think oh my god I can't like, look through the indirect because the clients will know that I I don't I don't know what I'm doing well they they won't you know if you're not sure of exactly what you're seeing then that's absolutely fine. Have a look with the direct ophthalmoscope. Um, and gradually, with time, you will pick up that technique. But if you pick up the indirect 
lens for patient after patient after patient, it will become second nature and you will soon get really, really good images um, that make your ability to diagnose what's going on in any patient's eye go up tenfold, a thousandfold. It will make such, such a difference. Um, so I hope that has been helpful. Um, and any questions at all, please don't hesitate to, to get in touch. Um, but all I'd like to say is please get out there, go and use the, um, the indirect ophthalmoscope and see what a difference it makes um, in your practice today. Okay, thanks very much.